bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. It's today, Tuesday. Yeah, it feels like Tuesday. My Tuesdays are always off, right? They're just off. 833-212-1017. Heard some interesting news today about uh, some things that are going on in this Wonderful world of ours. I'm going to be talking about education today, just so you know. I'm going to be talking about education today, just so you know. I'm going to be talking about education today, so you know. So there's no complaints. I said it three times. You should get it. Yes, sir. What you going to be talking about today? Education. All right. Now, what you should have said is, are you going to be talking about education? To make me think, wow, he didn't hear me. I didn't say it enough times. We're going to be talking about education today. Now, that's what? Five? Okay. I have figured out that no matter what you want in life, right? No matter what you want, the product, government. Oh, and I got a great story about travel, but I'm going to tell you. Um, A movie, an app. Everybody only offers you three kinds of service. And we need to understand that in life, we can only get two. And that's it. 
What do I mean by that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Your service of those three, good, fast, and cheap, right? Those are the only three ways that you can get service in the world. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's government, education, a product, something you got sold, a movie, an app, radio. You can only get it three ways. Good, fast, or cheap. But there's a problem with that. The caveat is you can only pick two. Now, what I want you to do is think about in terms of education, how we exactly handle this. Well, number one, it'll be good and cheap but it won't be fast. Kind of makes sense. Or it'll be fast and it'll be good, but it won't be cheap. But then lastly, if it's cheap and it's fast, then it won't be good. Somewhere in these three, that's where public education falls. Okay, let me just say it, MPS. They're working on a five-year strategic plan. I'll talk about it a little later. A five-year strategic plan and all the points that we want to do in order to look at the next five years and make MPS great. Well, I got one suggestion. You know what it is? Pick two. That's all I'm saying. Pick two. Good and cheap, fast and good, or cheap and fast. The problem is, If it's good and cheap, it won't be fast. If it's fast and good, it won't be cheap. And if it's cheap and fast, it won't be good. Now, that doesn't mean that everything falls into this category. But when I think about education, and if I think about the fact that you can only pick up two, cheap and good, fast and good, cheap and fast, Which one of these represents MPS today? For the things that MPS is doing with a strategic plan for five, a five-year strategic plan that they're putting together, which one of these represents MPS? Cheap and good, fast and good, cheap and fast. Did I say that wrong? Okay. Cheap and good, fast and good, cheap and fast. Think about that. Which one of these represents MPS as we know it today? And with a five-year plan that we're looking for input for everybody to get it, aren't they the actual experts in education, supposedly? But yet you're buying all this input. You're, you're, you're getting all this information. 
And you know you're not going to listen. You know you're going to just do what you do because you never listen to parents anyway. You want parents to pay attention, but then you always give reasons why you can't give parents what they want because what? Well, because that's not how we do it. But now you have it. I say pick two. 833-212-1017 is the number. Which of these represents MPS as you know it today? Cheap and good? Fast and good? Or cheap and fast? The problem is, if it's good and cheap, it won't be fast. And if it's fast and good, it won't be cheap. And if it's good and fast, it if it's cheap and fast, it won't be really like good. And they've got a plan, and we're going to talk about it. 833-212-1017. We're going to talk about their strategic plan. They had some great information on their strategic plan. All we got to do is pick which of these two are the ones that will be represented in that strategic plan. I mean, I know which two. Do you? And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, I, I, I said when I was talking with uh, Sherwin Hughes the other day that I'm no longer using, I'm on assignment. I'm not going to use that anymore. Kyle started throwing stuff at me. You're not, you what? You're not going to, what? And I said, no, I'm going to just tell people after I get back. Because every, you know, I don't leave town. I don't, you know, I just I just get stuff done. My assignment this time just happened to be vacation. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, had a good time. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before uh, the break, we were talking about education and why. Like, what two things could MPS be in 2023? Because now they're talking about doing a... Um, Strategic plan and all that. But before we get to that, 833-212-1017 is the number. Melissa, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hi. I think NPS is cheap and good. Hmm. But it's not fast. And the reason I, 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 the reason I say that is because we have a wide – I know a lot of people feel that NPS isn't doing a good job. But I think it might be that we're not looking at the whole spectrum because there are too many kids coming out of NPS that are awesome. I just met a young lady the other day. She's on a full ride from NPS to Smith College out in Massachusetts. That's a big deal. And in order for us to put kids out who can 
elevate themselves to that level, there's got to be something good in there. I think we hear about all the kids that aren't being successful, but we never put a spotlight on all the ones that are successful. Okay. Can I, can I play contrarian? Yes. Okay. Isn't she supposed to get a full ride to Smith? Isn't she supposed to excel? Isn't she supposed to do her very best so that when she does it, it's expected? I mean, of course, you don't tell kids yes. that because that'll that'll bust their bubble. But right now, we compare the good kid to the bad kid. When the bad kid isn't the bad kid, the bad kid is the kid that didn't have the grades, so that later they can start the business and hire the straight A student who got the scholarship to Smith. Or, or is it that it's it's not that it's a bad kid, but the situation that that kid lives in on a daily basis isn't conducive to learning. Well, that takes me and back. Well, no, no, no. I got to disagree with that. I have to disagree with that. But go go ahead. Let me let me let you explain. Because there are some children who come from homes that education is not on the table at all. The parents could care less. Right. We do and and so when you have a child like that that's being sent to school, and education isn't a priority. The parents aren't interacting with the school at all. Mm-hmm. That child is expected to do well, but he probably won't. And is that MPS's fault? And why do because you think that's the reason? The, why do you think that's the that reason think, that, that it's a bad home or something like reason? that? No, no, I'm asking. Why no, do you think that's a bad reason? The, I don't know. And I can't explain that. All I know is Mm -hmm. that there are a lot of children who aren't at school for the same reasons that some kids are. Sure. And I think the kids that are there that are there to learn and want to excel, they do, even if they're at MPS. So? So we can't just say MPS blanketly is bad. Correct. Absolutely correct. And so what we have is, and and I'm glad you said that, Melissa, because you just did what most people do. They came up with a solution by assuming what the problem is and then applying it to everybody. No, I'm not applying it to everybody. What I'm saying, though, is we can't blatantly say NPS isn't doing their job. Because we have too many examples of where they are doing their job. But you can blanketly say that when the when DPI, Department of Public Instruction, says that MPS is ranked, meets few expectations, and instead of acknowledging the fact that they meet few expectations, they blamed it on COVID. You weren't meeting expectations before COVID. Before COVID, right. But it's so can we honestly say then that COVID was was the one thing that sent us over? No. no. We have been teetering no. on this for a long time. And MPS, I think, and this is just my opinion, I think sometimes they're getting a bad rap. Not saying all the teachers are perfect. No, they're not. In any school district you go to. But. I think sometimes we lose sight that there are MPS schools that are doing an awesome job. 
Correct. With what they have to work with. And that's what I'm going to say. That not uh, every student who's taken that test was there every day of the school year to learn. That's true, but it's your job to get them ready. And, you still have to put some responsibility yep. and onus on the parent and on the teacher because they're on the adults. On the parents and on the teacher. Right. But the majority of the of the problems, we try to blame the school for not getting children engaged. But technically, and I know people are going to fight on this one, Mm-mm. technically it is not the school's job to get your child engaged. If your child isn't going to school, that is a parental problem. That's a problem. As a parent, you should know if your kid is going to school or not. As a parent, you should know if your child is being disruptive in school. Mm-hmm. And if they are, that's something that parents need to work on, too. It just doesn't fall on the teacher to correct the student. And if you don't have both people kind of working together, it's not going to work. But I don't want it to be that the blanket statement is MPS isn't doing their job. They are doing their job with some, and there are some that are falling behind. Now, whose fault is it that they're falling behind? Eh, You can blame it on a lot of people, but you just can't put it strictly on MPS. Correct. I'll give you that. And there's other things, like when people say is um, they're making all this money, they should be teaching the kids. Well, in all honesty, teachers and the administration, they're making money because they did their due diligence and got educated and got the paper behind them that makes them that money. Now, we if we could just, just get that for the saying, kids. Now, now, if we could just get that for the kids. Yeah, and for the kids. But we also need to do something in these homes that make education more of a priority than what it is so i may as well fill up the rest of the segment how do you do that how do you go in somebody else's home and make education important to them how do you go into somebody's home that's we have taken every see you you didn't put me ahead a little we've taken every resource that we have and undergirded children in public schools to the point of they can go to school Mm -hmm. and get more than they can get at home Parents send them to school right. to get stuff because they don't want to pay for it or get it at home. Mm-hmm. We're, we're right. talking probably, so what, maybe a half a percent. What, what, but at some point, this has got to change. But what we have to do is realize, as a people, that at some times you have to cut your losses. At some point, we have to say, Ooh. okay. What we're doing isn't working, and so it's going to be some tough love. But all them people with all that paper and all those educational degrees and letters don't want to change it because their way of making two, three hundred thousand, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year is Mm -hmm. a public school system that pays them that. Right, and that public school system. Is there? I think over the years we have changed what schooling should be. School used to be the place where your children go to learn. Now we have to have it. It's the place where the kids have to go to be warm. They have to go there to eat. They have to go there to get clothing. We've put more on what 
public education and any education should be. Correct. And we need to acknowledge that. We also need to understand that the way that that children, that some kids are being raised right now, MPS isn't going to be able to fix that. There are going to be kids that are going to fall between the cracks who are going to be lost, and that's just the nature of life. And you can't save and everybody. No one's, you can't save everybody. And so now I think what we have to do is do some tough love. There's certain kids who we're just not going to be able to reach and get to. And we need to be honest with that and quit living in this bubble of, oh, we can help everybody. We can help everybody. We can't. And we need to be able to be honest with ourselves and say that. We can't. And, and, and that's just part of it. You know, you have kids who, for Christmas, they got, 12 pair of Nikes, but didn't get one book. Yep. Now, whose fault is that? Hmm. You can't blame NPS for that. True. You, you just, you, so we need but, to. But isn't, to isn't school the says, place where you go, where you, you rise above all that? You get above all the things of, I mean, we don't have uniforms okay. in school because parents complained that they had to buy the uniforms and then they said they would buy the uniforms and parents still said no. So where, right. where, where do we right. equalize everything so that your education, because then the only thing I get to use is your education. And if you don't do well in your scores, that represents you. And I think that just might've been too much. Well, I think that, some of the scores, I'm not going to say, because you can't, you cannot argue with the scores. The scores are the scores. Yeah, you can, but, but go ahead. My question, well, well, my question is this. If you see that the school that your child is at, that, that their scores are so low like that, and parents aren't at that school every day, sitting in a classroom saying, oh, you're going to teach this little boy if you don't teach nobody else, that falls on the parents. Correct. That's the fault on the parents. And we have to stop trying to say, like, oh, you know, MPS, they getting all this money. Ooh, ooh. MPS is getting all this money, and they're not doing nothing for the kids. Well, well, if nothing else, they're feeding them, because a lot of them come to school <laughs> just to eat. That's true. <laughs> I mean, all right, Melissa. Right. Okay, go ahead. All right, thank you. All right, take care. 833-212-1017 is the number. So does NPS do too much for our kids so that they become dependent on school? 833-212-1017 is the number. I have an interesting uh, news clip to play for you when we come back. Traffic and weather next. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Here this morning, the Milwaukee Public Schools District 
looking for your feedback. And once you're help building their strategic plan that will impact the district for the next five years. Brett Vickery is live outside of MPS district headquarters with the topics that you could see on the survey. Good morning. Good morning. The strategic planning survey. It drops today for all MPS students, families, staff, even city residents to be able to give their feedback. And then that's from nutrition programs to language programs, all of course academia, all of it. They want your opinion on every single subject going into the entire makeup of the entire district. Now this is going to impact MPS from 2023 through 2028. So five years this plan is going to impact and it's focusing on three main goals goals, academic achievement, student, family, and community engagement, and effective and efficient operations. The plan will include accountability measures and annual performance targets for each year the plan is in place, which is why they're hoping for everyone's participation. It will be open-end type of questions as well so that they will have an opportunity to elaborate on some of the things that they want to share with us. All of that data will be condensed and then rolled into a strategic plan that we can operate off of for the next five years. Now, this comes after MPS fell from meets expectations to meets few expectations in the recent report card from the Department of Public Instruction. MPS accrediting that to the fact of having to go virtual during the height of the pandemic, but all the more reason to give them that impact so they can roll all of that data into a nice wrapped bow and to be able to apply it for the next five years. For more information on how you can get involved and give your opinion, we have that on our website, fox6now.com. Reporting live in Milwaukee, Brett Vickery, Fox 6 News. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what they mean, but I'm trying to figure out where exactly um, did COVID play a part. So we got this strategic plan we're working on, but we want input from the public. And then we're going to incorporate it into since when this is me. Since when has NPS incorporated any public anything in anything they do ever like ever. Oh, that's right. The millionth of one percent of input that they take from you. We're going to go to the good schools to show the good stuff, right? Don't go to a black school to show something. Let's let's yeah, I'm, I'm done. Does NPS my question before the break? Does NPS do too much for students? This is a strategic plan for NPS. The state has already said that they went from. Doesn't meet expectations to or meets expectations, whatever the thing was to now. And I guess it doesn't matter where you came from is where you're at. Meets few expectations. NPS, of course, goes into this whole COVID diatribe, which really doesn't mean anything. But they said they wanted three things. Academic achievement, student, family, and community engagement, and effective and efficient operations. What? How about academic achievement? Everything else supports academic achievement. What are we doing Student, family, and community engagement. Why are we trying to, you know, people complain that, you know, this younger generation, you got to do this, 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 and do that, that, that to keep them involved. Since when does school become the place 
where I have to make you come or make you feel like you want to be. Look, if you don't want to be here, leave. Take you, take your kid, and roll up out of here. Yes, school is compensatory until age 16. I get it. After academic achievement, you have the audacity to put student, family, and community engagement. And effective and efficient operations, which is something you should be doing in order to give them the academic achievement. It's hard when you're not transparent. It's hard when you have a school board that has people on it that only kowtow to teachers and teachers unions. And that's it. And it's unfortunate, but the system does not work. It doesn't work. We are failing students over and over and over and over. This has got to be the what? How, how many strategic plans has MPS had? How many strategic plans has MPS gone through? Every single superintendent has a strategic plan. This is the only one I think will probably stay long enough to complete a strategic plan. And then when you get a new one, they got to have their own strategic plan. It's as if the tail is wagging the dog. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's as if the tail is wagging the dog and telling everybody that educators know best. I think they're the best at doing what they do, but they're not the best when it comes to my child. I'm the best. And so if you're looking for information on these three things, academic achievement, student family, and community engagement, and effective and efficient operations, I don't know. There is so much going on in schools that when I was in school, it just wasn't going on. And yes, you can complain and and say all your silly, idiotic jokes of how old I am and, you know, back in the old days and all this. But that's why I have the education and many other people don't. I understand what a strategic plan is. Where's the one you're working now? Is there one? Where's the one that came in when you were supposed to do it? I don't know. Martin on the talking text line says, so Dr. Ken, a strategic plan that leads to another plan, what really gets done? Nothing. Because we don't build on what was done prior. We don't build on what can be done to make it better. And then when we're done with that, the school board comes in and changes everything because it's got to make the teachers happy. If you don't like working at NPS, you should probably quit. If you don't like working in public schools, you should quit. Fortunately, the majority of teachers, assistant principals, principals love their job and do a absolutely phenomenal job at doing it. I think the only issue that they have, the only issue that's in front of them is their bosses, the school board. 
833-212-1017 is the number. Is this yet another five-year plan of nothing? The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. the reason why they always mad yeah they always mad been passing I know that's the reason why they always mad and they always have 833-212-1017 I, I mean I'm just saying I didn't say it Beyonce said it I'm just saying 833-212-1017 is the number talking text line 414-233 says it's extremely concerning it doesn't sound like it sounds like there is no actual plan. Well, it's coming. They're doing a survey, and it's going to take them another, what, year or so to get the plan? Because they love meetings. and They're like everybody else in education. They love meetings. We're going to meet to get everybody's input, and their leadership is going to do what they want to do. Michael, you're on the new 101.7 The Truth. Hey, how you doing, Doc? Uh, yeah, I'm um, a little late calling. I might be on the tail end. But, you know, I worked for MPS as a guard back in uh uh, 2012, and um, what what what's their strategic plans right now to educate some of these kids? Is mainly to disrupt the students. That's that's what's their plan now. That's a, a kind of a profound question because I don't know. Well, when I was there that year, we had like twenty eighteen twenty year old that was still in the ninth grade. So it seemed like to me. Well, maybe the teachers don't want to uh, really take the effort and, and um, get at those kids. Because well, how you let those kids just sit there till they're at that age. Well, first of all, can we blame the teacher for everything about a student? At some point, the onus is on the student to actually show up, be engaged, do the work. You have to admit that. And I, and I agree with that. Okay. Because I used to be the first safety to say, let's get these kids out of here. If they don't, if all they want to do is roam these halls. Right. So we can save these kids that want to get something accomplished. Right. I was one of the first safeties that say that because the next thing you know, here go a fight. Here go another fight. You know something, I don't miss that job. But I used to, I got across to some kids that listen to what I was saying. Because I was saying, young man, if you don't get this out of the this high school out of the way, you can never get this experience back. If you screw this up at this time, you're gonna be out here begging for dollars. You fast forward it to now. You got a number of young, 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 young guys, early to mid twenties, standing around this place of stores asking for change and stuff. Isn't that strange? So I've never do. seen youth 
out homeless like that the way I have in the last year or two. Well, I have exactly because I ride here every day in the morning to uh, Cogs. I'm at the Cogs building where I'm a uh, security officer. Okay, and I see those young young African American guys, thirty maybe twenty or thirty of them walking up from this uh, uh, shelter that's over here on Thirteenth, and I like wow, this must be the new homeless because yep. I'm sixty two. So back when I was coming up, it was always the old guy. Uh, right. You know that was at the rescue mission and places like that. The veteran the that decided they didn't they didn't want to be bothered with the system, and and it wasn't about whether or not they could have a home. They had the money. They just wanted to be on their own and out. Exactly. Yeah. It's totally different now. We're dealing with ones that parents say, "Go get you a job." I can't. I can't continue to take care of you. You eighteen. You twenty now. You got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. And it does start with school. A lot of these kids when I was working. They walk in these halls and want to go open up a book, young man. You're on this phone. I used to always say you're on this phone. Open up a book, though. You got every every hour after the school, these schools hours, to be on them phones. But you better open up a book so you can read and comprehend and take a take an exam after this and pass. So Very true. I don't understand that. That was, was back 2012 when I was there. I don't know if they still on that, but it seemed like to me they was just passing kids through. When I was coming up, if you didn't pass the fifth grade, they wasn't sending you to the to the sixth grade. They called that flunk. Nah, so, we, don't, don't we don't do that. Is now. We, we don't we don't do that anymore. So they just passing them. They're just pushing them through. Or Clearly, on them like when I was at Pulaski. All right. So, Thank you much. I appreciate I don't it. Know what else we can do? I don't know what else we can do. But I hope we do something because of them. It's our problem when they out here. Yes, it so, is. All right, sir. Take care. It's, it's hard to argue with Michael. I mean, these are the ones that'll be knocking you upside the head and and all that. Or they might change their life, turn around, go to school, and become pillars of the community. For me, a pillar of the community is just getting a job and going and taking care of your family. Somewhere that got disconnected and it got readjusted to school has to be everything for everybody. And so when I look at things from the middle, I can see where Republicans have really really messed up some things. Have really really had some some uh some 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 issues and problems and beliefs that have really messed up a lot of things in America. And I see Democrats and I see a lot of things that they have messed up in America. I think the number one thing that that Democrats have messed up in America is education. They have done things to education that should not have been done. If education was not up to par, then they should have done things to make it up to par. We have compensated for so many things. Because we're under the impression, rightfully so, that there are significant deficiencies in many classrooms. So now we go far beyond what we do now in terms of helping students. I remember being in school where I was the poor kid in school. I was the single parent household in school. I was the one without a father in school. I'm the one that got talked about by other kids because when I went to go play at other people's houses, 
When I went to go hang out, their parents were at home, a mother and a father. Their parents were around, a mother and a father. Their parents were there. I can think back to this day when my mother and father were married and before he died. He has never been to a parent-teacher conference. And you know, back in the day, parent-teacher conference, the student got in trouble if the parent didn't show up. And it wasn't even the student's fault. Like, hey, you got to go to detention because your mama didn't show up. Like, what I do? Like, why is it my fault? We don't do that now, right? Because it's not, you know, it's making your student feel bad. It's this idiotic school district out east that said we're not going to give out awards to students because we don't want the other students to feel bad. So we're not going to tell them about their merit scholarship award. What? Well, you might feel bad. Do the work. I've lost a lot of things in life. And I've lost at a lot of things. Jobs, positions, all that. In the end, I could always trace it back to something I did or didn't do. And that was it. I did better the next time, came through, got the job, got the position. I was straight. But, of course, we can't fail anymore either because if you fail, well, make you feel bad. So we can't make you feel bad. When did feeling bad become so out of well, it was never in vogue, but I mean, what, 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 is, what, what is happening to us that we're not willing to fight to win? Put forth an effort. I don't understand. 833-212-1017 is the number. This first hour was, was about education about MPS, about whether or not MPS is good and cheap, fast and good, or cheap and fast. Well, I got to tell you, MPS is cheap and it's fast, but it ain't good. And that's unfortunate Because I lay it at the feet of the school board. And until we change the school board, that will allow a, first of all, we need a superintendent that didn't come from the whole education family to where we are just dug in and only do things the education way. We need to get some business people on school boards, get some business people in those positions where they can run the Milwaukee Public School, even as a superintendent. And I'm not just for MPS. I'm talking about all, all school districts. We have the one shining example of how we put students out into the world, and that is MPS. It has done a remarkable job with a lot of kids. And now it's time to go to the next level. When we come back, I got some questions about some things that are in the news, and we'll be kicking it around And I got a question. Are you a city person or a country person? I'll tell you what I am when we come back. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.